Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with David Quirk, Corporate CIO at Trivergent Health Alliance. In this segment, Quirk talks about the organization's role as trusted advisor to its partner hospitals, why his top priority for 2017 is to stay on course, and how he has benefited from his diverse career background. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. Now, for the different hospitals, for the three partner hospitals, uh, what is the picture as far as the EHR systems being used? Sure. At this point in time, all three member organizations are on uh, Meditech as their acute care EMR. They're all on a different version of Meditech. One of our organizations, Meritus Medical Center, is in the selection process to um, replace their current MAGIC solution. They're at the final stages of making that decision. And um, in terms of where that will go, the three vendors that were considered were Epic, Cerner, and Meditech. And that will be a Meritus decision solely. In the ambulatory world, each organization runs a either uh, next-in EMR, Allscripts EMR, or eClinical Works EMR. Okay. And there's a plethora of other systems, of course, that go into um, uh, behind the scenes in that. Right. Okay. So there certainly is not an expectation that, that the hospitals would be on the same uh, <coughs> system or even instance. Well, I think it would be uh, reasonable to assume that the more alike we are and the more we do things the same, be it workflows, be it um, formularies, or for that matter, EMR systems, the more effective and efficient we could be. But Triversion Health Alliance is a services organization as such, and it can present opportunities and benefits to each one of the member health systems, but by no means does Triversion Health Alliance drive the strategy or the decisions of those ones. So it's, it's kind of a very much a trusted advisor, uh, Sherpa type <laughs> approach we take okay. uh, in terms of benefits that could be realized. So I think everyone would agree that um, if we were all on a common EHR, efficiencies could be realized and best practices could be shared somewhat uh, more effectively than on uh, mu- multiple different systems. Right. And there's no reason why uh, that goal uh, will not happen at some point. Right. Now, in the meantime, what is the strategy for making sure that um, data can be exchanged? I think the HIE is going to be a major component when we look at some of the new new exciting tool sets that are out there in the market for care management. We really see the core EHR uh, in the community being uh, important, but not the end game. We really see the, uh, the care management tools that are versioning either as part of an EMR or standalone systems being critically important. We are members of the uh, statewide health information exchange, CRISP, and I sit on the tech advisory board for that group, and we're very excited with the great work that they're doing to support um, hospitals, practices, and ultimately, uh, you know, the residents of the state of Maryland. So we really see CRISP uh, coming into its own in terms of its role in data sharing, its capacity in terms of its own HIE capabilities. So we're, we're, we're excited with uh, some of the initial reporting and activities we're seeing coming out of the maturing CRISP model. Right. 
yeah, of the uh, the HIEs we'll hear about. Um, I've I've heard of that one quite a few times as really having like a, a high level of uh, participation and engagement, and, and usually that can yield some good results. Yeah, well, usually when you have a state mandate requiring something, some state law requiring something, right, it right. usually helps at the state level to uh, encourage <laughs> participation. Oh, of course. <laughs> if having a driver's license was uh, optional, I think we <laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, one of the areas that you mentioned as, as being able to share best practices is cybersecurity, and, and that seems like an example where Trivergent really could offer a lot of benefits. And without obviously getting too much into the strategy, I know that people don't really want to talk about... Uh, no, I mean, I'm very happy to talk about the structure and the governance that we have right, around right. it. And I, I would be less comfortable to talk about the specific tools and mechanisms right. that we're using. But no, I think cyber is a... Um, is a reality. We had our um, our colleagues in MedStar, not too far from us, have a, an incident last year that certainly brought some extreme focus to the challenge we face. But we have created a <clears throat> a triversion-wide cybersecurity uh, task force that is made up of the compliance officers of each organization. Uh, we've built our own security cybersecurity team with local representation at each uh, member organization and with the overall leadership in that area. We have our, uh, a new C CSO that's uh, dedicated and focused to that role, really ramped up the uh, kind of training and orientation we're doing. We are uh, ramping up and doing fake phishing exercises across the entities where we're, we're trying to catch people and use that as an educational tool. We're participating in um, new employee, every new employee orientation gets a, um, a, a session on cybersecurity and what to do, what not to. And we're also doing uh, real-world exercises with the leadership team of each organization in terms of, okay, if all our best efforts fail, how would we react and what would we respond? And let's go through an exercise where we, um, we plan and accommodate for an event like that. Definitely a situation where uh, two heads or three heads are better than one for coming up with ways to, to solve this big problem. Sure, and it, uh, it, it continues to evolve and change almost daily in terms of the, the kinds of threats that we're facing. Right, right. And so uh, education through different methods, as you were saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, in, in terms of um, patient engagement, is that something where it's really looked at from Trivergent's perspective, or is it more uh, the individual hospitals just working to, uh, to get those numbers up, which <coughs> is, you know, a key goal for a lot of organizations now? Yeah, I, th I think the patient engagement, the consumerism initiatives that are becoming more and more critical as our consumers and, pa and patients and their family members are being held more accountable to the cost of their care. They're having a greater level of interest in that care. So I think there's tremendous focus from each one of our member organizations in terms of their individual strategies around that approach. And we certainly, from our revenue cycle world, in terms of our clear, bill clear billing, um, straightforward costing, uh, our, our focus on that from our um, technology side in terms of continuing to imp improve our, our online and mobile app uh, offerings is critical right through to our pharmacy and therapeutics where we're looking at some of our home care models where we can support our uh, patients and family members gain access to the most effective and uh, cost-effective access to their med medications. Right. Okay. When you look at, at 2017, what would you say are um, the, the biggest things on your plate? I think um, obviously cyber remains a, a major initiative for us all. Right. I think staying focused 
even though you know the recent uh, political changes are uh, unnerving, especially here in the state of Maryland, where you know we're the uh, under the waiver, despite the fact that there's some unknowns in terms of what will happen in terms of the the next administration, I think something that served Frederick Regional Health System and continues to serve Triversion Health Alliance well is certainly paying attention to the changes and the ebbs and flows in the political environment, but also but really staying core to building systems, deploying systems that are focused on quality, that are focused on outcomes, and that are focused on our patients and our caregivers and adding value in the technologies that we deploy and the value that we bring to our health systems. So I think staying true to purpose and staying true to mission and not essentially losing sight on why we do health technology, I think, is where I certainly talk to my team about when um, there's concern raised about, well, you know, is Mocker going to be here? Is what's going to happen to meaningful use? Well, it, you know, it's certainly it's important to be aware of, but let's, you know, we're here to help patients. We're here to deploy technologies that help our caregivers, and uh, that's our focus for 2017, as it has been in 16 and 15 and 14. And I think we just got to connect to purpose and stay on, stay on course. Right. And is, is that something where, as part of the IT steering committee, you have people who are focused on things like MACRA and just, just being able to, to relate some of those changes, or does the re- responsibility kind of spread out among more people? Uh, we have some folks uh, dedicated in the ambulatory space uh, looking at the, the macro world and what that would do to our existing uh, Medicare share savings plan and how we adapt and what kind of model or plan we sign up for and how we're positioned in terms of the you know specific data element reporting that we have and what year we're going to report in based on the status of our current shared savings plan, our integrated care network. So I think... Um, yeah, there, there are groups folks on that, and we have we have uh, a great team of ambulatory support folks, and um, they're you know certainly focused on the the minutia of that kind of detail. Right. But um, I think staying true to quality and value uh, and outcomes is, is is something that will never put us in the wrong direction. Right, right. You you were at Frederick's Frederick Memorial for about ten years or so. Started in Frederick Regional Health System in two thousand and seven. Okay, so obviously pretty familiar with the organization. And then, and prior to that, you had some experience with consulting? Yes, I was with First Consulting Group for uh, about seven or nine years in their consulting and outsourcing world. Okay. And do you feel like that, that experience is really, you've <clears> been able to really draw upon that experience in your current role? I think anybody who operates in different people's shoes, irrespective of what your career is, and you approach any job in a consultative, service-oriented approach, I think it helps. I think having a health consulting background and health outsourcing background, a lot of consultants uh, sometimes find it challenging going into an operate role. I had a soft landing going into consulting to outsourcing to operations, so I've seen all three sides. But I think um, any kind of focus on uh, customer service, any kind of focus on um, a consultative approach to the work we do, I think, is helpful, especially when we are in a world where, especially in a managed services organization role, where you are this kind of uh, trusted advisor, uh, operator, and uh, consultant, consultant all wrapped into one. It's, a, it's an interesting model. Right. Don't forget Sherpa. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, Sherpa. 
Okay. Um, that's really uh, what I wanted to talk about, a really interesting work that the organization is doing, and it will be interesting to see how things evolve in the coming years. But thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. No, it was great speaking with you, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.